You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. Imposter syndrome is something I've mentioned in a lot of episodes because it's something that so many women struggle with, but I realized I've never done an episode specifically on the subject, so I thought it would be interesting to look under the hood of imposter syndrome to see what the heck is going on. I hear about this issue from my clients and even my friends probably more than anything else. And I'm sure you're going to be able to relate today. So let's dive in. I don't really remember hearing the term imposter syndrome until maybe five years ago or maybe a little longer, but it's definitely on the newer side of words in my vocabulary. When I started my own business two and a half years ago is when I really started to hear a lot about imposter syndrome, and it didn't take me long to understand why. I did a little digging, and the term imposter phenomenon has actually been around since 1978 and was first coined by psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes. They invented this term after observing self-doubt in both themselves and other women. It's interesting to note that they didn't call it imposter syndrome, but rather imposter phenomenon. It's unclear when the term changed over, but even back then, it wasn't recognized as a psychiatric condition, although the psychologists did understand that it was a real problem. Even today, imposter syndrome isn't recognized as a mental health issue, but what I think is super interesting is that the outcomes of imposter syndrome can very much affect our mental health because it can cause things like anxiety, depression, perfectionism, procrastination, or fear of failure, which can take a toll on how we feel mentally. It's actually recognized as a behavioral phenomenon, but I don't know how I feel about that because I think both our thoughts and our behaviors are tied so closely together in the subconscious mind that I don't think we can pinpoint it to one thing or another. There's a lot of research out there on the subject, but some studies show that up to 82% of high-achieving women struggle with imposter syndrome. Almost every single article or study out there specifically uses the term high-achieving women. So if you're listening to this, my guess is that you're both a woman and 
hold yourself to high standards, or you just want to learn more about the subject, which is cool too. And thanks for being here. But men also do struggle with imposter syndrome, which is something that I want to point out because while men aren't mentioned a lot when discussing the subject, that doesn't mean that none of them are affected. That said, when the term originated, it was specifically designed to describe what women were going through. But it really comes down to issues of self-doubt and self-worth, which is something that anyone can struggle with. Okay, so now that you have some of the history, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about. Also... I think that might be the first time I've ever used the term meat and potatoes. So I might still be dreaming of holiday dinners, but let's take a look at what imposter syndrome does to us. And even maybe more importantly, what it prevents us from doing. I started to really think about how imposter syndrome has showed up in my own life and the life of my clients. And for me personally, I've noticed almost like two different buckets that this falls into for me. There's feeling like an imposter when I'm a true beginner, and then there's having that self-doubt when I'm not a beginner. Every time I've started a new venture, whether that was the podcast or making social media videos or writing a weekly email or just being a coach in general, there was always a part of me that felt like I was playing pretend. It was all still so new that it did feel like I was an imposter. And I think that's okay and normal when you're starting out. Not to say that it never happens, but I'm going to say that more often than not, when you start something new that you've never done before, you're going to probably doubt your skills, abilities, and talents. There is a sense of confidence that comes with doing things over and over again for a period of time that you just don't have when you're a beginner. So get honest with yourself when you're new at something and cut yourself some slack. The important thing at that stage is to not let it stop you. Keep going. Everyone was a beginner once and just by starting, you're already winning. The second category of when you might feel imposter syndrome is when you're not a beginner. And it's a little more complex because there could be so many reasons that someone is feeling doubt or unworthiness. So here's some of the common ones that I see. The first one is a fear of failure. So many of us are afraid to even try because we're worried about making fools of ourselves or that we don't have all the answers that we get stuck and never start. We play the comparison game of others who do the same thing as us or people who've been doing it longer, or we even compare ourselves to where we think we should be or where we want to be down the road. The biggest thing here really comes down to the expectations that we put on ourselves and the ones that we think others place on us. If this sounds like you, the most important thing you can remember is that nobody is paying as much attention to you as you think they are. That really goes for everything in life. Yes, there are people who like to gossip and stalk people's social media, but Those aren't the people that you should be caring about anyway. The people that love you and adore you will never expect you to be perfect. And if they do, 
that's not unconditional love. That's them wishing they were perfect and then projecting that onto you. Allow yourself some grace and remember that perfect only exists in our minds. If you screw something up, oh well. Marie Forleo has this saying that she got from her mom that everything is figureoutable. And it's true. There is no problem so huge that you can't figure it out. Think of failure as feedback and watch how far that takes you. You might be surprised at how your perception of failure changes. One of my teachers, Melissa Tears, would always encourage us to fuck around and find out when we were learning new coaching techniques. So just try something. The only way to fail is to never try. The next reason I see for imposter syndrome is fear of success, which might sound silly when you hear it at first, because who would fear success? But when you think about it, when something really good happens, what's almost always the next thing that happens? If you're like most of the population, you almost always immediately think of something bad. Well, I won this award, but it's only a matter of time before they find out that I don't really know that much, or I'll definitely never win this again. Or sometimes we chalk things up to luck or being in the right place at the right time. Or maybe we tell ourselves that that moment is our peak and we can never live up to those expectations again, whether that's from ourselves or from others. There is often a level of undeservingness that comes with this too. Like you can be so good at something, but you talk yourself out of it. Like it's not that good or anyone can do it. But the truth is that most people have a really hard time seeing their own talents and stepping into the recognition that comes with that. These people are often people that have a lot of negative self-talk or they downplay their own successes. These are also people that might deflect compliments or redirect the conversation to something else. Something else I've noticed with some people is that they feel like if they can't be the absolute best at something, then they consider themselves an imposter for even trying, which of course, to most people, that sounds ridiculous, right? But a lot of these adults had childhoods where they had pressure put on them to always win, to always be first, to be the smartest or whatever it was for them as kids. And now that has followed them into adulthood. And as a parent myself, I know parents really do mean well when telling their kids that they want them to get straight A's or get the scholarship or win all the games. But I would love to invite you to take a look at why you do that to your kid. And if you actually have some unhealed traumas from your own childhood. So let's stop this cycle, really. And if you're the adult that had parents like that growing up, it can sometimes be a messy process to undo the standards they set in your head. But I promise you that the saying, 
if you're not first, you're last is a bunch of crap and that there can in fact be more than one person that wins simply by putting in effort. Don't avoid trying something just because you don't think that you'll be the best. We all have to start somewhere. Whether you're a perfectionist and are never satisfied with your achievements and focus on your mistakes, or you avoid going for something new or feel like you always need to check with someone else before starting something, these thoughts and behaviors are ones that you can shift. I honestly recommend having your own personal cheerleading squad of people that will help point out your strengths when you forget or when you're feeling down because we all have self-doubt sometimes. You will feel resistance come up in your life. This is completely normal. Feel it and release it. Let that fear know that you're safe and that you're going to move forward anyway. The more times you do that, the better you'll feel and the more that confidence will come more easily to you. Even the best of the best of everything feels imposter syndrome. I've read so many interviews of celebrities, sports MVPs, and even billionaires that sometimes feel like they don't know what they're doing or why anyone would listen to them. What makes them different from everyone else is that they keep going. As I mentioned earlier, just sitting in feelings of imposter syndrome is so unhealthy because it causes us to sit in this place of unworthiness, which can show up in different ways in our life, like anxiety and depression, or even shame or frustration or embarrassment. But all of these things keep us from fully showing up into our full potential. Most of this fear that is keeping you stuck is unjustified. As we wrap up, I offer these four questions from Byron Katie when you feel imposter syndrome creeping in. So take the thought that's underneath, whether that's you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, or you're not whatever enough, and ask these questions. Is that true? Answer yes or no. Two, can you absolutely know that that's true? Answer yes or no. Three, how do you react or what happens when you believe that thought? And four, who would you be without that thought? Asking those questions will likely shift things for you because you'll probably realize that the thought can't possibly be unequivocally true because it's just your opinion. It's not a fact. And when you get to who you are without that thought, that is where the magic happens. So don't skip that part. Remember that imposter syndrome is a belief that lives in the subconscious, meaning that if none of these other tips and tricks work for you, you're going to want to do the under framework that I teach to access that part of your brain. So we'll quickly go over it, understand the issue by coming up with the last time you felt that way, and take just a few seconds to remember where you were, what was going on, and some of the other important details. And then stand up and shake off that energy. 
then decide how you want to feel instead. Embody that new energy and really step into what it would be like if you felt that way right now. And then rewire the new way of being by really looping that embodiment at least three times. That is what I have for you today, my friends. I'm sure I will keep talking about this topic because imposter syndrome affects so many of us and it's just such an unhelpful belief. Think of how much more you could accomplish without telling yourself that you don't deserve to do or have or be what you dream of. You'd be unstoppable. So listen to this episode on repeat if you have to. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend and let them know how awesome they are. I know how much they'll appreciate knowing that you're on their own personal cheerleading team. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.